St. Paul teachers are set to vote on a strike in the Twin Cities. St. Paul public schools teachers and support staff will vote on February 15th whether to authorize a strike as negotiations continue over a two-year contract. If members of the St. Paul Federation of Educators approve the strike, they'd need to give a 10-day notice. Teachers are seeking $7,500 pay raises in the first year of the contract and 7.5% increases in the second Teachers and staff struck for three days in 2020, which was the first time they had walked off the job in more than 70 years. Minneapolis and Rochester teachers have begun leaving right at the end of the school day on Wednesdays to draw attention to demands for higher pay in these new contracts. And janitors and security guards are also authorizing a strike. Members of SEIU Local 26, which includes nearly 8,000 janitors and security guards, voted to authorize a strike on Saturday. That move increases pressure on cleaning and security subcontractors for offices and big box stores to reach a deal with unionized workers on their wages and benefits. No strike dates have been set for that strike, but the union says it will call an unfair labor practices strike if the workers don't reach fair contracts with the companies by a deadline of March 2nd. U.S. Senators Democrat Amy Klobuchar and Republican Deb Fischer released a statement about the Internal Revenue Service issuing guidance that property owners will not owe taxes for lead service line replacement projects, including those funded by the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Clarification was made after Klobuchar and Fischer led a letter calling on the IRS to clarify the tax status of the grants so property owners could move forward with their replacement projects. Earlier this month, Klobuchar and Fisher led a bipartisan letter to IRS Commissioner Werfel urging the urgency to make clear that property owners will not owe taxes on the cost of having their lead service lines replaced through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and other state and local programs. Many lead pipe replacements have been on hold due to concerns that the IRS could treat lead pipe replacement grants as income, potentially creating significant tax liabilities for property owners. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act was signed into law in 2021 and delivered a 50% increase in the amount of available funding for grants and resources for improving the state's roads, bridges, public transportation, and water infrastructure. Governor Tim Waltz and Explore Minnesota launched Star of the North, a new multi-platform campaign aimed at attracting visitors from around the world and attracting top talent to Minnesota. These talent attraction campaigns are the first of a kind for Explore Minnesota, promoting Minnesota in more places and to more people than the state has had capacity to reach in the past. The legislature approved an increase of $3.84 million to Explore Minnesota during the 2023 session, and they'll invest another $22 million in one-time funding over the next two years for an aggressive livability recruitment campaign. The new campaign will include national advertisements targeting workers in tech, health and wellness, education, and high-tech manufacturing. In total, this is a $25 million investment to promote the state not only as a top tourist destination, but also as a top place to live. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture has confirmed emerald ash borer in Renville and Pine Counties for the first time. There are now 50 counties in the state with EAB. These fines are attributed to EAB surveys being conducted this fall and winter by the MDA in nearly 200 Minnesota communities. The MDA was awarded a grant from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the U.S. Forest Service to conduct the surveys, which will assist communities in their effort to protect forests. Surveying will continue through spring. In Renville County, EAB infestations were found in the town of Danube along Highway 212. In Pine County, EAB infestations were found in the town of Rock Creek along Highway 70 in the southern portion of the county. It was first discovered in Minnesota in 2009. The insect larvae kill ash trees by tunneling under the bark and feeding on the part of the tree that moved nutrients up and down the trunk. Often the trees show several signs of infestations because of this. 
Woodpeckers like to feed on EAB larvae, and woodpecker holes may indicate the presence of EAB. Also, EAB tunneling can cause the bark to split open, revealing characteristic S-shaped galleries underneath. To slow the spread of EAB, the MDA is enacting an emergency quarantine of Renville and Pine Counties. Quarantines limit the movement of firewood, mulch, and all ash material out of the quarantined areas. There will be an Emerald Ash Borer virtual informational meeting on March 7th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Register at mda.state.mn.us slash eab. Funds are now available to boost Minnesota livestock product sales for meat, poultry, egg, and milk processors. Minnesota livestock product processors seeking to start up, modernize, or expand their businesses are encouraged to apply for the Agricultural Growth Research and Innovation Agri-Meat Poultry Egg and Milk Processing Grant. It's funded through the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and it's supposed to increase the sales of Minnesota-raised livestock products by investing in equipment and physical improvements that support processing, capacity, market diversification, and market access. And that's the news from KTOE Newsroom. I'm Robert Lawson.